you ever thought about why people act the way they do? Why are some people more difficult to deal with, while others are always pleasant? Let's find out together. Welcome to Human Behavior. What a trip. Your host is Dr. Jonathan Brower. Our program combines expert guests with people just like you who have questions or comments. We'll have fun exploring human behavior. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jonathan Brower. Hello, everybody. This is Jonathan Brower, and uh, we're here to have, have a fun show today on human behavior. What a trip. I have a guest. Her name is Marilyn Preston, and she's a Renaissance woman of sorts. She's into all kinds of interesting uh, behavior and uh, aspects of life. And one of our main topics today is going to be on competitive eating. You know, the people who try to stuff their f- um, their faces full of food and see who can win. So um, you're in for a gastronomical delight, perhaps. And Marilyn, I want to say hello to you. Thank you. Welcome for being on the show. I'm happy to be here, Jonathan. Good. So um, you have had you some... Thank you for your delicious introduction. Oh, you're very welcome. <laughs> so um, you have... St- taken some interest in competitive eating and the ins and outs of it, so to speak. Yes, uh, I've taken an interest because I I write a nationally syndicated column, newspaper column, about um, healthy lifestyle issues. I've been writing it since 1976, and I must say, uh, and I've written about everything, about exercise and smart eating and stress reduction and work-life balance, all sorts of things, and in all of these years, Jonathan, 36 years, this is my first column on competitive eating. Yes, maybe your last Uh, column. But it was fascinating. I happened to watch on July 4th. This year, this amazing hot dog eating contest on ESPN2 that Nathan's famous hot dogs uh, sponsors. And I was, I don't know, I was kind of amazed and mortified and grossed out and fascinated all at the same time. Yes. So uh, how many contestants were in this big uh, event? I have no idea. I just saw one woman. I saw this woman who turns out to be a legend, uh, uh-huh. Sonia, her name is. Yeah. And uh, she ate 50, 40. She's a woman who is normal size. I think she's about 5'3". She certainly is like about a size 8. And uh-huh. I watched her eat 45 hot dogs and 45 buns in 10 yeah. minutes. Now, I'm curious, before you go on... With both hands, the buns, she would dunk in water so that they could slide down. And and then she started jumping up and down so that the food would kind of compress. And, oh, my God, I... I thought I, 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 I thought I was watching the, the 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 lions eat the gladiators. Yes. So as so as you're watching all this, they don't they don't have fads and frills with onions and uh, relish and ketchup. They just have right. a basic hot dog and the buns. They're the bare naked uh, bare naked hot dog. And this was I just watched the women's competition. The, uh, I see. Honestly, I was I, I didn't need to see any more, but I did know that. Uh, yeah. She was followed by uh, a legend, a guy named Joey Chestnut, <laughs> yeah. who's a legendary competitive eater himself. And I think his record yes. w- for this year was 54 hot dogs. Woman yeah. ate f- 45, and I think the male champion ate 54. It could have been even 59. Yes. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yes. So, so my understanding is um, basically that from uh, an adult with uh, average-sized hands, 
they're if they would make two fists with their hand two hands, that's about the size of a human stomach. Yes. So how does all that food get into the stomach? Well, these the the competitors go into training. The the ones that really do it um, for as as a real sport, not just some you know some afternoon they're going to eat a lot of pickles or something. But the yeah. ones that are compete in these sanctioned speed eating events, yes, train for it. This is what I've I've learned. They go they 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 exercise. They get in good shape. They they gradually increase the size of their stomach uh-huh. by eating by by eating large quantities but what they find is that they're they're of normal size because belly fat the yes. kind of visceral fat that people get when they become overweight or obese yeah. is is not is not a good shape to be in if you're a competitive eater it uh-huh. limits the size of your stomach and what these people want to do is expand their stomach yes. and take in pounds and pounds of food. And of course, they don't want their stomachs to explode. <laughs> That's actually a risk. So how do they titrate that so that they, can, they expand their stomach, but not to the point where their stomach bursts? How do they do that? Well, they, they have to do it very mindfully and gradually and, you know, consciously. Actually, you know, there are a few things about competitive eating that are very yeah. much in line with the rules of healthy living. And mindful exercise is one of them. Uh-huh. So they pay attention to how their body feels, and they gradually build up to uh, the amount that they eat. And some of the amounts are amazing. There's a 40, here, I'll give you some idea of what some of the competitive eating records are now. Okay. One guy ate 47 glazed, yeah. cream-filled donuts in five minutes. Yeah. Another one got a prize for eating three onions in less than a minute. Yeah. Seven sticks of butter in five minutes. And I think my personal gross-out favorite was the uh, 17.7 pounds of cow brains in 15 minutes. Now, how does wow. that sound to you? It sounds pretty gross. So um, yeah, gross. I've been a distance runner for since I've been 14. I'm now 67. And I've run many marathons and all that kind of stuff. So when I train for races, I uh, pretty much you know run every day. Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine that these uh, eater, these eating contestant people, uh, eat a lot of food every day. I mean that's would be counter- no. I, I don't think that they train by eating a lot of food every day. I think that they. I think eating eating this a uh, large. You know, when you're training for a marathon, you don't run 26 miles every day. You might run 7, 9, 12, dra- drop back, and then you're going to have yeah. a long day. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, so, the, so, so these people train. Uh, um, they're not going to sit every day and eat 54 hot dogs for sure. Uh-huh. One of the ways that they train, and, and I, I'll bet you train this way too, uh, is using visualization. Yes, uh-huh. They, they're very specific about setting goals uh, and then visualizing uh-huh. themselves finishing um, this quantity of food. And um, I, I, after, I, as I watched this woman, I think her name is Sonia Thomas. Her nickname uh-huh. is um, the Black Widow. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, so she was interviewed on ESPN after her after winning her competition, and. Um, she said that she set a goal of 45 hot dogs, which was the, 
break, you know, record-breaking number, her personal yeah. best. Uh-huh. And she would she visualized herself eating that many. And when she actually came to competition, she felt that it was much easier to eat and keep down. That's the important thing. You've got to keep this stuff down because she had um, she had visualized. Yes. So so uh, in this in this I'm sorry in this competition they had to eat all this food in in ten minutes, right? Yes. In so what ha- what happens if they're eating their the last dog their hot dog they're eating? And uh, they don't have it all down in their mouth by the time the 10 minutes are up. Do they get... Um, from, now, I am no expert on competitive eating, I must yes. say. Okay. <laughs> there are actual federations. There are, there are regulators in, in official places. But yeah. from the, what I observed is that if it's in your mouth at the end of the competition, it's considered eaten. I see. So she had... <laughs> She had consumed, or at least partially consumed, her 45th hot dog to be considered with 45. Can you imagine? Just, this same woman, by the way, Sonia Thomas, who yes. ate the 45 hot dogs, she also holds the record <laughs> for baked number of baked beans. In, you, you guess, yes. how many baked beans do you think she ate in two minutes? How many pounds of baked beans? Now, consider the gas consumption. Yes. How many pounds of baked beans did she eat in two minutes? And 47 seconds, yes. I'm guessing f- uh, f- 10 pounds. Well, that's, that's, that's good, but it was 8.4. And that, yeah. that you know, you, you might, you, you're setting very high standards. You yeah. might be yeah. interested in competing yourself one day. No, that's on the contrary. So, um, <laughs> yeah. so when these people are finished eating all this food, do they end up having diarrhea, constipation, or what? Now, this I didn't get into, but I did. Yeah. Uh, I saw a photograph of Joey Chestnut. Now, that's the guy who won the male competition. He yeah. was surrounded by his admiring fans out at Coney Island. That's where the competition took place. And uh-huh. he was carrying around a bottle of Pepto-Bismol. It was in nice. his hand. I could see it, that bright pink Pepto-Bismol. Yeah. So... I imagined a little stomach distress, but it's a small price to pay. Someone like um, who's competing in one of these sanctioned speed eating contests, I think in the case of Joey Chestnut, I think it's a $10,000 prize. Wow. So they take it pretty seriously. And how often do they, how many times a month or a year do these people uh, enter these kind of contests? You know um, I I don't know the answer to that. Sorry, I just so I, I did they, discover they, that there are that there that there is a, like an inter the, the the number one organization in this is the International Federation of Competitive Eating, uh-huh. IFOCE, and and there are about eighty sanctioned speed eating contests, um, yes. and that the U.S. and Japan are the two leading countries that really get into this. So this isn't like, you know, going to your uh, corner Wendy's and how many French fries you can eat in, in, in an hour or something like that. There are actually contests, little local contests around the country, and I guess they're getting more and more popular. You know, like come yes. in and eat a five-pound hamburger in, in an hour, and, you know, you'll get it for free. But, but those uh-huh. are like gimmicky things. It's not, real, it's not the real yes. sport that this is. Yeah. So, um, you know, golfers tend to hang out with golfers and runners hang out with runners. Do uh, these um, competitive eating people, do they hang out with 
comrade? I, uh, I would guess that they would because they, they're probably, you know, it's a kind of obsession. I think it is. I think if you're yes. going to get into this, you probably are obsessed. And really, who's going to listen to you talk too much about, you know, how many sticks of butter you ate or whatever? Yes. By the way, do you, do you know what these competitors are called? No. They're called gurgitators. Oh, that's you know, good. Golfers are golfers. Tennis players are tennis players. Competitive eaters are called gurgitators. Yes. Yes, it's 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 really it's 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 kind of an unpleasant enough term that it fits the sport. Yes. So there's gladiators and there's gurgitators. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, I would imagine some of these people have heartburn and stuff like that too. Oh, I would guess so. I would guess yeah. so. But you know, it it is true that the stomach will empty. I mean, that is the thing. And as I say, um, most of the um, top competitors in this are normal yes. sized people. Did they? I guess they average about 150 pounds. So uh-huh. that's kind of you know for the, for America, where two thirds of adults are overweight or obese, 150 is like very very good weight to be. So most of the time, yeah, they're eating in a normal way. Um, yes. So that if if they're eating and they're and if, if they're eating properly and they're eating real food and not eating too much, you know, they're not eating a lot of processed food, they probably don't have heartburn. You know, uh-huh. it's the it's the overly processed foods that that Americans eat, uh, and eating uh, too much food that gives people heartburn. You can really cure that with real yes. food. You can heal yourself. Yes. So um, what are the demographics? Are these generally younger people in their 20s and 30s as opposed to competitors in their 60s and 70s? Yes. Um, these are all great questions, Jonathan. You'll have to, I'll have to check back with you next week with the answers. Oh, okay. Yes, I don't know. Yeah, and uh, does it tend to be also um, more certain uh, uh, races or ethnic groups than others? Or do you, you don't know um, that either? I well, I, I know it's 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 popular in this country and it's popular in Japan. And um, Sonia herself, I think, is from the Philippines. I think yeah. um, so. It's a, the um, so it yeah. So I, I but okay. I don't know the ethnic diversity. Of yes. it. I, I I will say I hope it doesn't catch on with too many um, diverse groups in in this country. Yes, it kind of stays to be a limited sport. The last thing we need are yeah. more people stuffing themselves to the point of, right. you know. <laughs> and then there's always the issue of, you know, what constitutes a sport to begin with. This well, is that's, pretty that's, fringe. Yes. This is pretty fringe. Well, but, you know, uh, in a certain way, there are, there are rules that these competitive eaters follow. I was interested enough to kind of, to, to, you know, to, to do some research. I'm sorry I didn't find out yeah. their ages. But I did find out uh, that there are tips for succeeding. Yeah in competitive eating contests. And I was kind of amused at how many of these tips you could really apply to healthy living. For instance, I'd say we're going to take a break. If you're going to be a competitive eater, you better get in shape. You can't go around with a lot of big belly fat or your stomach will not be able to expand. So, okay, you know, maintain a proper weight. That's good. Another, another thing they suggest uh, that people do is check yourself out before you before you eat so much food, in other words, go to the do- you know go to the doctor and make sure that you don't have some hidden pre-existing condition that could cause you problem. But honestly, it's yes. there there have been yeah. some 
a, a couple of deaths even in competitive eating contests. It's not a high-risk sport in that yeah. sense, but people have have killed themselves eating and, and caused other medical problems. Of course, that's true in marathons as well. So, yes. but, but that general advice of getting checked out, um, I think is good advice. We'll be back in about 90 seconds. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. Legal Shield. Total access. Everyone deserves legal protection. With Legal Shield, everyone can access it, no matter how traumatic or trivial. Check out players.buildinglastingsuccess.com and jjbrower.com. Call Jonathan at 805-535-5111. DefeatAnxietyNow.com is geared to help people suffering with anxiety and depression. Intensive, short-term, dynamic psychotherapy helps many people get to the absolute core of their problems and resolve them. Call Dr. Jonathan Brower at 818-707-4557. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Interested in investing in real estate, leveraging other people's money? Call Jonathan Brower and he can give you some more information. 805-535-5111. That's 805-535-5111. SportsPsychologySociology.com can help you improve your ability to excel and enjoy your athletic endeavors. Call Dr. Jonathan Brower at 818-707-4557. Your life, your health your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Human Behavior, What a Trip with Dr. Jonathan Brower. If you have a question or comment for the show this week, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's toll free, 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to jbrowerphd at yahoo.com. Now, back to human behavior. What a trip. Hi, everybody. Back to gluttony galore. I'm with my guest today, Marilyn Preston, and we're talking about competitive eating. And uh, it's... It can be gross, it can be fun, it can be silly. And for some of these competitors, it's very serious. So, Marilyn, back to the show here. You were mentioning um, uh, during the break, what were you telling me? Yes, I was saying that when I went to do, I I was researching a column on competitive eating. I write a nationally syndicated column on healthy lifestyle. And in the course, Jonathan, of doing the research, I came across tips for how to succeed in competitive eating. And what struck me is that a lot of the advice that they give to competitive eaters are things that 
that really do relate to healthy lifestyle, like working out, staying in shape was one. Uh-huh. That's what I was talking and uh, and um, checking yourself out before you do it. And that's what I was talking about before the break. But some of the others, they're talking about the importance of water. Now, for uh-huh. competitive eating, they use water to like slash down all the stuff they're eating, all the hot dogs and donuts and sliders and all the stuff they're eating. Yes. But in real life. I, you know, you said you're you're a runner. You know the importance of uh, staying properly hydrated. Um, yeah. So um, so drinking sufficient amounts of water is fine. You what people don't need, by the way, are a lot of these um, kind of high priced sport drinks. These tend to yes. be very high, high in sugar, high in calories, high in electrolytes that you don't need unless you're working out for several hours at a time. But yes. staying hydrated is important. Another bit of advice they, they give them is to um, breathe through their nose. Learn to breathe through their nose because naturally they're stuffing all this stuff down their mouth. Well, oh, yeah. breathing through your nose is, is, uh, is, is the ideal way to breathe in yoga. Do, do you uh-huh. do yoga? Have you ever done yoga? A little bit. I do, I do a lot of Pilates mat stuff. Okay, but, uh, so, you know, well, I, um, is, it, is it suggested that you breathe in and out of your nose in Pilates? No, not particularly. I mean, you no. can do it either okay, way. Breathing is important. Well, I think yeah. you know how important breathing is in exercise, but in, uh, yes. if you breathe in and out of your nose, it's a great way to uh, generate heat in the body, and, oh, really? um, which can be very useful in terms of flexibility. And uh-huh. um, also, breathing in and out of your nose can regulate your heartbeat. So I thought uh-huh. there, was, yeah, there was some good advice there. For, for normal people who want to eat normal amounts. But this kind of spectacle is just, you know, you put it in the category of kind of reality TV. People will are willing to do most anything for their 15 minutes of fame, and we know that people will watch people do most anything. Yeah. Well, you, you, you actually, you just uh, got me on another tangent here that a lot of people want to be famous this period they won't be famous as opposed to being useful or being um, uh, whatever fun a lot of people want want fame and um, for a lot of people once they get the fame they're disappointed with it so this whole idea of that being famous Obviously, you've had experience with this. What, why are, once they get the same, what, why are they disappointed with it? Well, well because many of them, uh, it's not what they thought it would be. You, you can mm-hmm. be famous. You, you can be, um, well, for example, the uh, guy who killed the people in Colorado the other day, he had yes. his fame, but his fame isn't in any way something that... Um, we would value, you know what I'm saying? No, God, no. Yes, of course, of course. Yes. So there, I mean, that's real pathology. That's way. That's that is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Beyond but there, there are a lot, fame. There are <laughs> a lot is. of children who uh, want to be famous as opposed to to being uh, uh, able to take care of themselves well and to have a good sense of their own self-esteem. So mm-hmm. I want, at times I wonder with who are doing the competitive eating, how, how yeah, much well, of it you know, is the same? Do, you know, it's my nature. I'm a journalist, so I did go and uh, do, do a bit of research on this, as I said. And, uh-huh. and there, there was a, uh, there's a 
Ph.D. Lawrence Rubin, who, who tried to seriously research the subject, and there wasn't a lot in the literature. Uh, he said that there, you know, there's quite a bit on bulimia and exhibitionism, but there's been very, very little about why people do compete in these competitive eating contests. And the one, the most significant article that he pointed to was something from the Iowa Journal of Cultural Studies, oh, about, it was eight years ago. And here's what they concluded. What's that? The people who take part, this is just a theory, but this is the best thing out there. The people who take part in eating spectacles do this to purge themselves of, of the desire, of the desire to consume taboo foods in mass quantities. Yes. So, so there are people who have this desire to, to consume, you know, taboo foods in mass quantities, and the way they get around it is to indulge themselves in these contests, and that purges them. So then they can go back to, quote, unquote, normal behavior. What yes. do you think about that? I think that's, that's very likely. And another corollary to that, or similar to that, would be, when um, I'll try to make this really brief, but when there are attachment bond ruptures take place between parent and child, and the child experiences being hurt, the child has retaliatory rage towards the parent they also love. So now they're in a bind; they have to push down their anger with depression. So um, a lot of times, when people are doing this kind of eating contest and they're ripping and tearing at their food, uh, some of that could be the unconscious retaliatory rage they have towards their parents. Mm-hmm. Now that's mm-hmm. just again a hypothesis. Although sure. in the kind of work in the kind of work I do, um, some of these <laughs> yeah. people well, in their in their fantasy. You know, that, it's, it's, yeah. it's interesting now that this the that ESPN too, which I which is a significant uh, cable channel, chooses yes. now to show this on television, and I guess it gets a, a, a very, it, it got a very good rating, it got a big audience, so that makes me think that now there'll be more, even more more of these contests on the air. Actually, I think I, I there, have you ever heard of the show Man vs. Food? No, I haven't. I, I, I think already, I mean, maybe one of your listeners will call in and let you know, but I, I'm pretty uh-huh. sure that there is a show already on TV that gets uh-huh. into some of these issues, but what I think about is we're a society that's sort of, you know, we 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 come to value self-debasement. De- you know, watching yeah. people kind of humiliate themselves uh, seems to be a kind of sport now. I mean, even in football, yes. now we're watching grown men give themselves yeah. concussions and serious brain injuries, which we now know happens more than we used to want to admit. And yet yes. we're drawn to this. You know, it's, it's like, it's like roadkill. We have to see it and witness it. Yes. What we is that? also see these, these football players getting enormous with uh, different kinds of drugs. Well, that's right. If they drug yeah. themselves to go into battle and then they yeah. know when they, when, with some of the tackling and the abuse that they take, um, that, uh, you know, what's coming out now is that they have very serious brain injuries from this. And, you know, I guess maybe for some people it's worth, it's worth the money because that's what it yes. comes down to. It's how much money they get paid to do this. Yes. So, you know, Joey Chestnut only is getting $10,000 to eat his 54 hot dogs. doesn't yeah. seem fair. Yeah. Do you think that's his real last name? 
His his last name is Chestnut. I know, Joey but I'm saying, do you, think, do you think that's a made-up name, or do you think that's his real name? Don't you have any idea? Um, I, uh, I, I'm going to guess it's a, it's, it's a real name. Okay. Because I'll tell you, my, my association. If, if you're a competitive eater, you'd want to take a name like, you know, Joey Big Belly or something, or Joey, you know, Monster Tummy or something. But Chestnut doesn't seem to, doesn't seem to yeah. ring out as a fake name. Does it to you? Yes. Okay. Well, it, it could be fake or it could be real. But either way, you know, I think this huge, the guy with a huge chest is also a nut. So, <laughs> well, there it is. <laughs> but who knows for sure? So um, there have been occasions when I've been, you know, I've been super hungry, and I'll eat a lot of food, and I'll be somewhat uncomfortable. But I'm nowhere near the competitive eaters. No, no. Yeah. But you know, there is that. Uh, you know, there was one other piece of advice I'm remembering now that they gave to competitive eaters again to like yeah. get them into training, get their bodies you know, used to the big event. And yes. it, the advice had to do with um, uh, relaxing and not coming to the competition with an empty stomach, and, uh-huh. you know, which is kind of counterintuitive. You think, oh, they probably starve yes. themselves and then they get to the big event and they can eat more. Well, that isn't yes. true. It turns out that you, you have to kind of keep the juices flowing and you want to kind of uh, eat lightly the day of the competition and not starve yourself. And what I'm often telling people, particularly people who have weight management issues, is don't skip meals. Eat a good breakfast, particularly a breakfast with protein, and eat a good lunch. And you can eat lighter at night, but skipping meals is one of the, is a very bad, very bad way to go about, very unhealthy way to go about losing weight. Yes. Yeah. A corollary to all this is, for people who uh, like to take ocean trips on these big ocean liners, mm-hmm. and and uh, also the same thing in Las Vegas, where uh, people eat huge amounts of food, it's you know given to them nonstop, and yes. they're they're not eating the same way that competitive eaters are, but they're continually putting uh, more and more calories, usually you know, unhealthy in, foods. In a way. They, in a way, they, you know, it's not, it's, of course, it's not these gross, not the gross amounts we're talking about, but people will stuff themselves at buffets or when they, yes. when they're getting a free, a free food on a cruise ship. You're exactly right. It's there. It's available. It looks good. How much can you shove in? And, and, yes. you know, you, you see it all the time. It's one trip, two tip. And I, you know, please understand, I love to eat. I love to cook. I love to yeah. eat. Uh, but you're also I'm very crazy slender. about wine, so I'm not. I'm not. Um, yeah, uh, we're coming up for another commercial here. You know, I'm not against any of that, uh, yeah. and I and I certainly believe in eating good, real food. But it's the yes. quantity that we've gotten used to eating, and part of it is what re, you know what we're served in restaurants these days. Yeah, but, so we're but take they a put break. down for one person twenty years ago would have been for three people. Exactly. And yeah. uh, so we're all kind of we're not com- we're not competitive eating what what we're excessively eating that's for sure. Yes. So we're coming up to a break, and we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Real life solutions. Voice America Health and Wellness. Legal Shield. Total access. 
Everyone deserves legal protection. With Legal Shield, everyone can access it, no matter how traumatic or trivial. Check out players.buildinglastingsuccess.com and jjbrower.com. Call Jonathan at 805-535-5111. DefeatAnxietyNow.com is geared to help people suffering with anxiety and depression. Intensive, short-term, dynamic psychotherapy helps many people get to the absolute core of their problems and resolve them. Call Dr. Jonathan Brower at 818-707-4557. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Interested in investing in real estate, leveraging other people's money? Call Jonathan Brower and he can give you some more information. 805-535-5111. That's 805-535-5111. SportsPsychologySociology.com can help you improve your ability to excel and enjoy your athletic endeavors. Call Dr. Jonathan Brower at 818-707-4557. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Human Behavior What a Trip with Dr. Jonathan Brower. If you have a question or comment for the show this week, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to jbrowerphd at yahoo.com. Now, back to human behavior. What a trip. Hi, everybody. This is Jonathan Brower, back with my guest, Marilyn Preston. We've been talking about stuffing one's face and gut with food and doing it in a competitive uh, way. And, and uh, Marilyn mentioned that uh, one fellow, his name is uh, uh, Joey Chestnut. He recently um, won excuse me, $10,000 by chugging down 54 hot dogs in 10 minutes. So yeah. good for... Good for uh, Joey Chestnut. So I, yes, I we're talking, and, and the and the female in the competition. This was a big hot dog eating contest on July fourth, and, and the woman who competed, who's a normal sized woman, she yeah. chowed down forty five hot dogs and forty five buns in ten minutes. And did and did she get a thousand ten thousand dollars also or what? I hope so. I hope they're not yeah. paying the women any less than the men. But yeah, uh, I hope, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. I hope not. They probably are. Yeah. So uh, right before the end of our last segment, we were talking about people in general who eat a lot of food and people who are on cruises or uh, in, Las, in places in Las Vegas where the, the food just keeps coming and coming and coming and people come home 10 or 20 pounds heavier. And then I was uh, reflecting on uh, these restaurants that are all over the U.S. 
where you can, uh, you know, for one fee, you can have as many helpings of whatever you want as possible. And uh, I, I noticed in these restaurants, a lot of the people in there are way overweight, but there are also people who are very slender. But uh, apparently, my, my guess is, on the days they're in this all-you-can-eat place, uh, some of the very slender people eat huge amounts of food also. And uh, that is an eating disorder of sorts. It's not so big a deal if you only do it, you know, do this splurging, let's say, once or twice a year. It's no big deal. No. But still, there's this right, part of Actually, a... we, we all do that at, you know, Thanksgiving. I mean, I, I think the average person is supposed to be gaining something like, I don't know, I've read anywhere between 3 and 10 pounds between Thanksgiving and New Year's because of all the parties and holiday parties starting at Thanksgiving and continuing. Yeah. On. <laughs> so I'm probably in the minority, but I tend not to uh, eat a huge amount of food at one time. Well, actually, I eat a lot of food, but I need it for the calories <laughs> I use for my activities. But so you eat, what do you eat? Several, you eat smaller meals like four or five times, six times a day? Well, yeah, I, I just kind of uh, <laughs> basically eat as I go along. But at nighttime, I generally have quite a bit of food. But it's but it's not huge because uh, for me because I'm you know I'm running a lot so I'm you know I need about three or three thirty five hundred calories a day. Mm-hmm. That's nice. That's good. Yeah. Yes. Sounds good. Well, you yeah. know, it's not even it's but it's also Jonathan. It's not even how much food people eat, which is a problem. Yeah. It's, what's the, it's what they it's eat. The quality of their food. And, and the if quality. you're eating in a place where it's eight ninety nine for all the Chinese buffet you can eat, you're eating. A lot of, or never forget Chinese buffet, any kind of all-you-can-eat place. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. The the quality of the food is not good. It's not for. It's not local. It's not organic. It's probably not particularly fresh in the way that we think of fresh as having energy right. and life force in the food. Yes. It's dead food. It's yes. got a lot of. They're using processed foods, they're using chemicals and attitudes to preserve us, and that's poisonous for your body. Yes, and a lot of people don't chew very well, and they end up uh, not getting the full benefit of the nutrition. Not at all. Absolutely not. I I really think people ought to have a nutritionist on their health team. You know, uh, the average doctor in, in America who's trained at a U.S. medical school knows nothing about nutrition. They, they That's study true. It, they, they study, they, they barely study it for a few hours. Yes. And, and yet what we eat is so important to how we feel, to the, our health, yes. to our ability to heal, to fight cancer, fight viruses, bacteria. I mean, what's in our gut is so important. And we just, it's yes. just, it's just a shame. I mean, I don't know how the I don't know how doctors get away with being so dumb about nutrition. Yes, when the um, the when the average uh, adolescent uh, <laughs> has died, and they do an autopsy on the adolescent in the United mm-hmm. States, the majority of those uh, adolescents uh, were found to have enormous amounts of plaque in their arteries. Uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's a sad, it's yes. it's very sad. I'm not surprised. The the not only are kids fatter than ever, is obesity skyrocketing, yes. but we're seeing 
in very young kids, let's say 12 and under, heart disease, um, adult onset diabetes is happening to kids now. Yes, absolutely. Um, you're seeing high blood pressure. You're seeing all the results of, of eating a poor diet, too much food. And, and look at the stuff that they're drinking. I mean, Kathy, yes. um, you know, and, and I, I, there is some progress. I've been tracking on these issues since, oh, I don't know, 35 years plus. Uh-huh. And it is true that there's a little bit of change. Lunchrooms are getting a little bit better in schools. And some of them are even banning some of these soda drinks and others. Yes. But it's, the progress is way too slow, way too little, and way too late. Yes. And, I, and when, I, when I see people who are morbidly obese, I, and I have patients who have had that problem, but for the general public, when I see these people, I wonder how much they really are aware of how, uh, how unkind they're being to themselves and how much they uh, just take it for granted that this is the way they should be. And yes. but but you have to work very hard at you know to be very uh, unusual in any way you have to work very hard. So these people who are exceedingly overweight, they have to spend a lot of time getting to be able to do that. Well, and, you know, I I hate to I don't want to ever blame the victim for the for the crime, and I think so many people who are overweight in the country have been victimized by this cheap easy, junky food, by big portions in restaurants, by, by, you know, they go to the grocery store and they think, oh, well, well you know, I, they're selling it to me, it must be okay. But highly processed foods, which, the, which our stores push hard and, you know, the amount of yeah. advertising that is spent, they're, they're, they're pushing food onto people that is not good for their health. It is, it's very often filled with chemicals and additives that are absolutely toxic in making us sick. Now, of course, this is a wonderful country. We have choices. People don't have to eat that. Yes. But this is what is advertised to them, and they, they think it's okay. And you know what? It's not okay. I, I, I totally agree. I see these commercials on TV, mm. you know, a breakfast meal, and it's a... Uh, uh, Cheerios with honey on it. Well, that's not a very good breakfast. No, but it's better than a pop tart or, yeah, you know, was, or two donuts and 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 uh, a, a cherry coke. Yeah, but it would be better to have some fish and maybe some cottage cheese and <laughs> well, things like that. But, yeah. you know, it's important that food tastes good. So, of course. So there, there, there are. So I really going back to the issue of. I just think that we don't. But doctors know nothing about nutrition in this country, and the average citizen doesn't either. And what they think they know, what they learn from television, yes. is absolute wrong information. So, for instance, you know, just look at the number of drugs, pharmaceuticals that people take. Yes. They, they, were, this country is way over-medicated. No, no, no one takes more drugs than, than the U.S. And one yes. of the reasons is because there are only two countries in the world that allow drug companies to advertise to citizens, to consumers, and the U.S. is one of them. And this has, so now people go to their doctors and ask for drugs that they don't need, and the doctors give them the drugs, and then there are side effects, and then there need to be more drugs. It's, uh, it's, it's, It's brutal out there. Yes. So for much of the population, at least in the United States, um, they're not 
available and aware of what they need to do to be healthy enough, to live long enough, to have enough years to enjoy. Yeah, and you know, what's, what's interesting about behavior change, uh, and I'm sure you know this being a yes. PhD that you are, is that people don't change because other people tell them to. Right, it has to be an internal thing, not an external exactly. thing. Exactly, so that all of the, you know, when your doctor gives you your list of, you know, here's, here's what you should eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and, but, you know, be sure and exercise more and do this and don't do that, it, that doesn't create change at all. No. Um, so, so that's really what needs to be addressed. You know, I'm very hopeful <laughs> that in, this, in the new Affordable Care Act that is yes. the name of the health reform um, that we're that we are that is now unrolling and will unfold over the next few years. That there is at least a greater emphasis on wellness and prevention. And yes, that's the ideal. Yes, it's an ideal, and we we I I, I you know it's impossible to know how it will unfold, but at least yes. for the first time, we okay. we see some attention paid to this. And uh, you know because. Pe- because right. for people to change behavior, it's not going to happen because their doctor tells them to change. It's yes. going to come from a different place. Yes. So we're coming up for the last uh, uh, commercial break. A healthy dialogue for your lifestyle. Voice America Health and Wellness. Legal Shield. Total access. Everyone deserves legal protection. With Legal Shield, everyone can access it, no matter how traumatic or trivial. Check out players.buildinglastingsuccess.com and jjbrower.com. Call Jonathan at 805-535-5111. DefeatAnxietyNow.com is geared to help people suffering with anxiety and depression. Intensive, short-term, dynamic psychotherapy helps many people get to the absolute core of their problems and resolve them. Call Dr. Jonathan Brower at 818-707-4557. Interested in investing in real estate, leveraging other people's money? Call Jonathan Brower and he can give you some more information. 805-535-5111. That's 805-535-5111. SportsPsychologySociology.com can help you improve your ability to excel and enjoy your athletic endeavors. Call Dr. Jonathan Brower at 818-707-4557. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Human Behavior, What a Trip with Dr. Jonathan Brower. If you have a question or comment for the show this week, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to jbrowerphd at yahoo.com. Now, back to Human Behavior, What a Trip! Hi, everybody. This is Jonathan Brower. I'm back with my guest, Marilyn Preston. And we've been talking about competitive eating. And then we ended up talking about uh, the dismal way in which many Americans uh, relate to food. And uh, I was thinking for the the last few uh, minutes we have together, about eight minutes or so, uh, that, uh, Marilyn, you can talk about other parts of your life. You're an interesting lady. You're busy having fun doing what you love to do. And um, I know you're very athletic, and you're uh, you take good care of yourself. 
So um, if you want, you can let us know more about your uh, your weekly column you have. You have a oh sure. Well, thank you, Jonathan, for asking. Yeah. So I uh, this is a column I, I started in 1976. Uh-huh. I, was, uh, I was working on staff at the Chicago Tribune as a journalist and a critic, and um, I was I, and there were no columns in the newspapers about fitness. You know, yeah. about, about uh, living a healthy lifestyle. As a matter of fact, that wasn't even a concept then, if right. you can believe it. Um, so people, it was a time of Jane Fonda, Jim Fix. So I came up with an idea that people could write in, and I would answer their questions about, I'm a runner, I get knee pain, what should I do, et cetera. Yeah. Um, how much should I walk? What kind of food should I eat? And I, I, I worked with the doctor at first, and then eventually over time I trained myself. I've been a personal trainer for many years, and uh-huh. I'm a coach, and I do other things. So I, you know, I, I learned the basics and continued, and the column became syndicated, and now it's the longest-running syndicated fitness column in the country. And then based on the column, I also produced an Emmy Award-winning show about sports, fitness, and adventure. So I've always, you know, I guess I like to say I kind of walk the talk. I've really become convinced yeah. that... It is fun and feels good to follow some simple rules of healthy living. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a big drama queen about it, and I don't yes. I, I don't really do anything in excess. I really do believe in moderation, but I'm also very consistent, and I think yeah. that's I think that's and I've also been very fortunate yeah. and very lucky with my health. So, what's what's the name of your column? So people want to find it. Well, it, it's um, syndicated nationally by um, Creators Syndicate. Uh, creators Syndicate. You know, creators, like, like the creator of the universe. Creators. Yes. So it's creators.com. And if you go to the, their site, creators.com, you uh-huh. can put in my name, Marilyn Preston, or look under, I think, Healthy Lifestyle or Health and Fitness, and you can find the column. And you can even sign up to receive the column. Oh, great. And what, and what is the name of the column? It's called Energy Express. Energy, energy Express. Express. Really, cool. when it comes right down to it, it's all about energy. I mean, yes. that's, you know, the reason we eat well and exercise and handle stress is so that we can have the energy to, to live the life that makes us happy. Yes. And, and without energy, it's, it's really tough. It's really, yes. really tough. So um, anyway, so that's my reason for calling it Energy Express. That's good. And so you, you uh, tend to do a lot of physical things, right? You know, I wouldn't say a lot. I, I would say I, 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 try, I try and do a workout five, six times a week, uh, maybe between 35 and minutes and an hour, depending what I have time for. Yeah. Um, I love yoga, so uh-huh. I'll do yoga three, four times a week uh-huh. uh, as my workout. For I'll do it for an hour and a half. And I, I, I'm, I'm a, I really, you know, I know people don't do things because you tell them to. I know right. that. But I do still suggest to people that they look into yoga. I think it's one of the best mind and body yes. workouts you can do. And it, it also introduces you to meditation, which I think is a very, very important yes. thing. Yes. No matter your religion or philosophy, meditation really helps calm the brain, nourish the mind, make you... It just has yeah. so many benefits. Yes, when you do your yoga, do you normally do it by yourself, or do you do it with other people also? I, I like to go to class. I like to uh-huh. go to. I like. Uh, I like the energy of of a good yoga yes. class, and also I like the instructor calling the postures so that I can just not think. 
You know, when uh-huh. you do your own practice, which I sometimes do at home, um, I'm always thinking, okay, now I'm doing this, what am I going to do next? But when yes. you're in class, you just go into free float. And yes. that's very, uh, I find that to be very calming, no matter how stressful a day I've had before class or what I'm facing after class. I feel in that hour and a half of class, I just go to a different place, and it's very, very healing. Yes. And so your meditation at times, is it just free-floating? And other times you are specifically meditating about a particular issue or sensation? How does that work? Yes. Well, um, you know, if, if you find a good yoga class, good teacher, they uh-huh. will begin and end a class with a little meditation. It's just uh-huh. a moment where you calm yourself, you sit, you know, you align your posture, and you... You know, you can't empty your mind. That's kind of a, that's, that's an unfortunate uh, description of what meditation is. Yes. Because thoughts will arise. But then yes. you, you notice them and you let them go and you come back to your breath. And just doing that, that simple, simple thing, sometimes you might repeat a word. Uh, if you have a mantra, if you want to repeat the word peace or the word one or whatever. So just the act of doing this yes. will will bring your mind to a very good place. So in yoga, there's a little bit of that at the beginning, and at the end, a good yoga class will end with the, the what they call the corpse pose, shavasana. And uh-huh. this is where you lie out and you are stretched out in, in a, re, a relaxation pose. And yes. that's another good time to let your brain settle and, and be grateful for the life you have. Yes, and then along with the thoughts, I imagine... At times, you, you're aware of certain sensations in your body, too. You mean during yoga? Yeah. Well, when, oh, when absolutely. You're doing, and when, yeah, when you're doing yeah, the meditation. That's why I think it's so useful, is that yeah. yoga is not about the external pose. It's not about that perfect wheel or triangle pose that you see on the cover of Yoga Journal. It's yes. about what's going on inside your body. Where's your energy? Where's your tightness? Where can you create space in your body? You know, you really have to start where you are. So you're yes. exactly right. You're always thinking, you're going inside and figuring out in a, in a, uh, in a creative way how to relax and create yes. strength through relaxation. Yes. I agree. That's a nice way to do it. So um, I like to see yoga classes where there are all kinds of people, beginners and, and experts, and I like to see it when... Uh, the beginners don't have to worry about just being a beginner and they can get what they get out of it as best they can in the beginning. And, yeah, uh, you know, that's, that's very interesting you say that because uh, people do talk to me about taking yoga and they're, and they're fearful. They're fearful that, because they're not as good. This is what they'll say. I, but, you know, I can't touch my toes or I can't do this or this one is so much better yeah. than I am. You, you know, yoga is not a competitive sport. You start exactly. where you are. Yes. And you, of course, your body will become more flexible and open up, and many, many other benefits will come. But it, 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 you need to be patient and kind to yourself. It's a word you used before about being kind yes. to yourself. And you realize in a yoga class, I was coaching a woman, actually, the other week, and she was frantic because she couldn't keep up with the class, her yoga yes. class. She was new to it. Yeah. And I asked her if I could make a suggestion. She said yes. I said, you know, you can go into child's pose any time. You know, child's pose is a relaxation pose in yoga. Yes. You kind yes. of crunch down. If I, 
hard to explain, but it's a, yeah. everyone who does yoga knows child's pose. I said, yeah. I said to her, you can take child's pose, even if the instructor isn't calling it. When you're feeling tired, when you're, when you're breathless, stop, uh-huh. go into child's pose, and just allow yourself to calm down, and then go back to the yoga poses. Yes. And she was enormously grateful the next week because she did that, and she had a much better experience doing yoga. Yes. Well, you gave her a wonderful treat. Well, I would give it to anyone. I would say to I know. anyone, she, you know, it's what what will create a, a habit, an exercise habit, where it feels like fun instead of torture or pain, yes. is if you find a way to enjoy it. And yeah. if you push yourself too hard, as she was doing, trying to keep yeah. up, it's, uh-huh. you know, it's no fun. Your body will either, it'll get bored uh-huh. or it, it'll get injured. Yes. But it'll you know it'll stop doing what it doesn't enjoy doing. So uh-huh. you have to find the joy. I'm sure you find it in your running, don't you? Oh, definitely. Yes. For me, it's just a great time to be out there running. Yeah. Well, that I mean, if if, if people listening, if your listeners can do that for their sport, yes. whatever it is, um, then then they become addicted in a healthy way to physical activity, and um, life can be a beautiful thing. Yeah. One of the things I do is with people who are athletes or who are wanting to be physically fit, I help them uh, use their mind and body to, Im- to improve their ability in the activity and or mm-hmm. to make it more meaningful and fun for themselves. And How do you do that? What do well, you basically, it's, at times it's, it's, it involves hypnosis or just time. So it's just being very mindfulness, being very mm-hmm. mindful of what's going on in, in the moment. It, it's huge. Yeah. It sounds so simple, what you've just said, being yes. mindful, being in the moment. But it, it is, it, it's, it's a real secret to yes. happiness, I think. Yes. It's, and, uh, and, it's, and it's, it's so easy. You yes. know, it just takes, um, it's, it's effortless, really. Yes. Well, well, Marilyn, it's time for us to uh, stop. I thoroughly enjoyed having you on the show with me. Well, thank you I'm so glad much. you came and well. made, the, made it a nice day for me and hopefully the listeners. And uh, I'll be talking with you in the very near future. Lovely. Great, Jonathan. Thank okay. you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening today. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time for Human Behavior, What a Trip! with Dr. Jonathan Brower on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have fun experiencing your human behavior. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.